0: Spend the next hour making your life with technology a little easier with explanations of the different aspects of today's technology and how it can benefit your home, small office, or enterprise.
1: Now here's your host, Tom Dioria.
2: Welcome to IMI's Tech Talk on the second Sunday of April April 10th, 2015. Baseball season is in full swing. Uh we're on at 6 p.m. in New York and 3 PM in Arizona. Today, we're live from our New York offices, and we're going to be discussing uh, some presentations I went to at the International Auto Show at the Javits Center in New York. I think you're going to enjoy the uh, presentations. We changed the format a little bit, uh, as you'll see when we get into the segments. Instead of going around and talking to uh, exhibitors on on the show floor where it's usually a little noisy, we went to some press briefings where they do presentations, and we picked three uh, of the presentations that we went to that I think you'll find uh, pretty interesting. I'm Tom Dioria. I'm the CEO of Information Methods, Incorporated, and together with our weekly guests, our show will help our listeners, whether a business or home technology user, make better use of all aspects of technology. Just in case you're a first-time listener, in our first segment, Tech Talk provides you with a review of last week's most significant events in technology. We start with increased coverage of New York's technology scene, and we follow us with an industry-wide report, which could contain information on conferences, announcements by vendors, new releases of software equipment, or new contract opportunities. One or more guests followed us from many aspects of business and industry. And if you wish us to consider a topic for a future show, you can email your suggestions to Tech Talk. That's T E C H T A L K at IMI US.com. And we'll get back to you pretty quickly. Anytime after our show introduction, please give us a call or send an email message with questions on today's topic or anything else that we might be able to help you with. You can call 277-KFNX, that's 277-5369. And if you're outside the 602 listening area, call us toll free at one 536 1100 You can send us email questions throughout the show at that email address I gave you, techtalk at imi We monitor that throughout the show. If we don't get your question on today's show... We'll definitely get it. Uh, send you an answer next week and possibly put it on next week's show. And we're also being simulcast on the web. So if you want to listen to us live but you can't get to a radio, you can go to our website. Um, well, you can go to KFNX's website, which is 1100kfnx.com, to get it live. But if you want to listen to this show again or any of our previous shows, you can go to our website which is imi-us.com. In the upper right-hand corner is the Tech Talk button. Click on that. All the shows are archived. You can download them, send them to your friends, listen to them as many times as you want. It's free, so take advantage of that. And please call in any time during the show and we'll try and get you on as quickly as possible. First segments are uh, increased coverage of technology events in New York City and around the world. so we can review. It's compiled by Dave Brand and Jose Batista and Dan DeUriah. I have a lot of stuff to tell you this week. GovTech tells us that in New York City, less than half of the households own a car. They rely on public transportation. And in Manhattan, that statistic drops to less than 25%, and that's according to the New York City Economic Development Corporation. In 2013, the city bus ridership reached more than $677 and New York City subway saw more than 1.7 billion, that's with a B, passengers, a number that is likely larger now and will continue to grow. In an attempt to assist New York City commuters, a global competition called AppQuest 3.0 solicited new apps, a few of which just might make an impact. This year's top winners included an app that notifies riders about train arrivals with voice alerts as they approach the stations they most frequent, and an app that allows riders to point their smartphones to a bus stop to see departure times. Uh, Those are among the winners. Over the past four months, developers from around the world devised apps utilizing real-time Metropolitan Transportation Authority data to improve commutes. 43 teams from 10 countries submitted apps and Eight received prizes. A panel of experts in digital transit and technology from across the state judged the competition, which specifically focused on helping persons with disabilities. To increase the MTA transparency to give developers new forms of data to work with, they released four new sets of raw data this year. App developers were able to use the new data and merge it with existing data to create apps that have never been seen before. The MTA currently provides 20 sets of data for application developers, including real-time service status for all lines, real-time elevator and escalator status, data on items in their lost and found units, and real-time bus locations and subway arrival estimates for trains on eight subway routes and the Staten Island Railway. So that's pretty good. You can probably go to nyc.gov and uh, get some more information on that. Daily News tells us that Stuyvesant High School, which if you're a long-time listener, you know we built that high school. Uh, We did all the technology for it. Uh, But uh, Stuyvesant Senior Wendy Chow is getting a head start on career on a career as a researcher thanks to the mentoring program at the American Museum of Natural History. That's where Wendy, who is 18 and lives in Flushing, Queens, discovered a spider fossil in a 52-million-year-old amber sample. Across the city, more girls like Wendy are getting a jump on careers in the white, hot fields of science, technology, engineering, and math better known as STEM, S-T-E-M. Hands-on mentoring programs such as the one at the Museum of Natural History are being developed to encourage girls and economically disadvantaged kids to become deeply engaged in STEM before they graduate from high school. recent report by Change the Equation, a Washington, D.C.-based nonprofit that promotes STEM education, identified a diversity dilemma in STEM professions. Recently, the percentage of women working in STEM fields like computing and advanced manufacturing has been stagnant while the percentage of African-Americans and Latinos has shrunk. In response to such demographic trends in STEM fields, the Department of Education has developed programs to improve access to STEM education for girls, black, and Latino students. And starting this year, the summer STEM program at Cooper Union's Albert Nurkin School of Engineering will offer financially disadvantaged kids, girls, and kids of color a shot at STEM. City so students who are underrepresented in STEM fields can apply for financial aid to cover the full cost of the six week program. So you should take advantage of that. And uh, again, I would say you should go to nyc.gov to get some more information about that. Go to the uh, Department of Ed's uh, portion of that website. Business Insider uh, tells us that uh, in the summer of 2013, a man named Patrick McConclough offered a man named Leo $100 of the opportunity to learn how to code. Leo was homeless, living on the streets of New York City, and McConclough used to pass him every day as he commuted to work. He figured he could teach Leo a skill that Leo could then parley into work that would help him back, get back on his feet. Leo took the opportunity. Tech writers from various outlets ridiculed McLaughlin for who first wrote about this on Medium, but he kept his promise and taught Leo how to code. And the two built an eco-friendly rideshare app together. The pair became a dream team and were covered extensively in media and showing up on morning TV shows like NBC's Today Show. When Business Insider caught up with Leo months after the successful launch of his self-made and self-coded app, Leo was still homeless. Seems he didn't want access to the money that was available to him, which was being held in McGonkrew's account. He said it was too overwhelming. Leo was still homeless. Over the year, after the launch of Trees for Cars, his rideshare app, In a video video interview, Leo says he plans on getting back into coding, but things have gotten in the way and he hasn't been able to get to the space where he codes. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but that was a nice thing that Mr. McGrawley did. So we should all do things like that. Finally, AP tells us that New York has begun taking online applications from crime victims to cover medical bills, Low pay lost pay and moving expenses, stolen or damaged property and other losses. The State Office of Victim Services, which last year received more than seventeen thousand five hundred claims on paper, said online filing should make the process easier and faster. The office reportedly provided more than twenty million dollars to nearly eighty three hundred crime victims and their families last year, including ongoing medical bills for earlier injuries. Approved and paid claims included six thousand. For personal industry, 638 for deaths, and, and 1,638 for property. The online system is now operating in Western New York and also accessible to advocates who work for 49 victim assistance programs in that region. It is scheduled to roll out across the rest of the state over the next six weeks, reaching Long Island, New York City, and its immediate suburbs in the first two weeks of May. So if you're a victim of a crime, you should uh, t- take a look into that. Uh, and go to the New York State website. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to get to the International Auto Show at the Javits Center and listen to three presentations, which I, I think will give some insight into the technology that's going to be in the cars coming out very soon. This is Tom DiOria. We're on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. Welcome back to I Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Dioria, And as I mentioned before the break, we're at the International Automobile Show at the Javits Center. And we're going to be changing the format a little bit, as I mentioned, and we're going to go to our uh, first demonstration, which is Jaguar and Range Rover.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, a very warm welcome to our press conference. On behalf of our CEO, Dr. Ralph Spade, I'm delighted to see so many of you here today. I'd also like to welcome uh, the President of North America for Jaguar Land Rover, Joe Eberhardt. One of the shows, our main aim is to share with you our exciting news and provide you with great stories. And today we'll do just that. We've got two fantastic new products to unveil. We will introduce you to the all-new Jaguar XF. Our latest offering, that's best described as the ultra-efficient British cool executive sedan. This year is Jagger's 80th anniversary. We are calling it the Year of the Cat, and the new XF is truly one special new cat. At Land Rover, we're celebrating 45 years, and to mark the occasion, we're unveiling the all-new. Range Rover SB Autobiography. This new vehicle further cements our position as the king of SUVs by raising the bar to new levels of luxury and refinement. But first, let me hand you over to our newly appointed Jaguar Land Rover Engineering Director, Nick Rogers.
4: Thank you, Fiona, and good morning. It's an honour to be standing here in the 31st year I've worked for the company. In fact, today I start my new role as Engineering Director of Jaguar Land Rover. Land Rover has always been a part of my life. My love affair started in the 1970s when I learned to drive a Series 2 on our family farm. I loved the spirit of adventure back then. And I absolutely love the pioneering spirit we have at Jaguar Land Rover today. For example, we lead the industry in the use of lightweight aluminium. And we continue to deliver products that redefine and push out the boundaries. There has never been a more exciting time to be an automotive engineer. Why? Because with urbanisation and population growth, carbon-conscious customers are looking to us the engineers for solutions. In turn, we are delivering a new era of engineering at Jaguar Land Rover. We will realise more new technologies and innovations within the next few years than I saw in the last three decades. Customers also increasingly want something unique and bespoke, and by working seamlessly with our design colleagues, we are creating breathtaking cars that allow our customers to enjoy new levels of craftsmanship and luxury. Thank you.
5: Good morning and welcome. Today the Land Rover brand is in an enviable position. Last year we achieved global record sales led by strong growth of the Range Rover Evoke, the Range Rover Sport, and of course our flagship, the Range Rover. We're especially proud that it's 45 years since the first Range Rover defined the luxury SUV segment. This peerless British design icon is driven by royalty, world leaders and high achievers. Our intention is to continue to evolve and enhance Range Rover to new heights of distinction and individuality. This year our special vehicle operations set out to build the most luxurious and desirable Range Rover ever, with an emphasis on offering our most discerning customers something unique. So, I'd like to introduce the Range Rover SV Autobiography, a vehicle with unrivalled design refinement and all-terrain capability. I'm proud of this Range Rover, It has such distinction. It's stately, has a strong stance, distinctive profile, and it is highly sophisticated. For the first time, our customers will be able to specify an exterior duotone paint scheme, which alludes to luxurious classic coach-built vehicles of a bygone age. We've used it in a modern, contemporary way, to emphasise Range Rover's natural elegance and formality. This, together with the new front grille detailing, exquisite finishes and a unique combination of colours make this a truly special vehicle. Inside, a bespoke selection of material choices create a sense of occasion (laughs) befitting a customer home. Perhaps out here in in the Hamptons, or back home in Mayfair. Much of the switchgear is now machined from aluminium and has beautiful knurled detailing. Whilst comfort is further enhanced with deep pile carpets, rear seats with deployable tables, car supports, and the ability to recline up to 17 degrees. This is an uplifting environment to spend time We've also developed some very special options for this vehicle, including a new sliding floor in the trunk, finished in real wood veneer and polished metal. And with respect to performance, a 550 horsepower supercharged engine gives the vehicle huge reserves of power. So, in summary, Range Rover will continue to offer its customers a complete portfolio of luxury and premium SUVs,
4: UXE and now joined by the all-new XF. XF embodies the brands leap forward in innovation and technology. As an engineer, the XF is simply a stunning car. A lightweight body and advanced lightweight suspension system gives super stiff an exceptionally strong, reassuring, safe, aluminium-intensive body shell. This makes the new XF incredibly dynamic, agile and refined. I firmly believe this guy is just outstanding, and this is why. Firstly, our new XF is a staggering 80 kilograms lighter than the competition. Coupled with our state-of-the-art four-cylinder and six cylinder powertrains, the XF certainly delivers on efficiency as low as 104 grams of CO2 per kilometer and still has the ability to deliver stunning performance using the supercharged V6 from the F Type, which delivers a zero to 60 in five seconds flat. The XF is also our most connected car, most connected car ever. It debuts in control touch pro which is jaguar land rover's super fast multi-channel infotainment system using intel's high performance quad core processor connected by a super quick internet both automotive firsts and this means it's 10 times faster than anything we've seen before in other words This gives you extra fast navigation, better voice recognition, and instant response from the supersized iPad touchscreen. And it's not just fast. It has the capability to learn your habits and respond to them. It will actually predict where you are going before you go there. You could think of it as your own virtual butler. If that's not pioneering, what is? In addition to all that, the driveline is equally high-tech. For example, it has instinctive torque on demand all-wheel drive, delivered by intelligent driveline dynamics. In addition, it has customer-selective adaptive surface response. Both of these systems work with all-surface progress control, a semi-autonomous driver aid that maximises traction on surfaces such as snow and ice. The driver takes their feet off the pedals and simply steers. This means that XF offers the ultimate balance of performance and all-weather capability. I promise the new XF will cope with anything, even in New York winter. See today, it's happening already at Jaguar Land Rover. And that's because we have over 8,000 passionate and innovative engineers and designers with a simple mandate to push the boundaries, create world-class technologies and harness innovation across the globe. Including our new in-control touch-pro entertainment system is
1: combined boldly with materials that cause it and the reassure. And while that sense of theatre, that sense of occasion that is so XF, it is still there.
2: That's the uh, end of that presentation. Uh, We're going to take a break. This is Tom Dury. We're live on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100 from the Javits Center and the International Auto Show. And we'll come back uh, with our next uh, presentation after the break. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Dioria, and we're at the International Auto Show at the Javits Center. And we're going to go to our next presentation, which is going to be by Lincoln, their concept car.
1: Welcome to New York City, and we really appreciate you coming and spending some time with us here this morning. And for us, Lincoln is a – we have a big commitment as a company – Lincoln as a world-class luxury brand with a client experience to match. And if you think about it, as a company, Lincoln plays a big role in our profitable growth plan. So why? Well, first off, if you look at the luxury market, it's growing faster than the overall market. And it's growing here, obviously, in the U.S., and it's growing extremely fast in places like China. We also set up long-term goals for Lincoln to grow. By the end of this decade, we expect Lincoln will grow to about 300,000 units. And when you think about how we're actually going to get to that 300,000 units, it's a couple of ways. One is expanding in market coverage, segment coverage. And secondly, our launch in China, which right now is the second largest luxury automotive market in the world and will probably be the first over the next couple of years. So to do that, to achieve those long-term goals, we laid out a plan. And a couple of years ago, we said we were gonna launch four vehicles in four years. So of course the first one was the MKZ, our mid-size luxury uh, car, which is doing very well. Our MKC, our small premium CUV, is doing extremely well on the market. This year we're gonna be introducing our next generation MKX, And then, of course, we said we were going to have a full-size sedan, and that's the fourth vehicle, which we're here to talk about this morning. In addition, we're also going to add two more nameplates between now and the end of the decade. And the good news is that Lincoln is building momentum, and this is the really exciting thing. If you think about here in the U.S., last year, Lincoln grew more than twice the average of the luxury industry. We were up about 16% and the rest of the luxury industry was up about 7%. Fast forward to this year, well, from a retail standpoint, through March of this year, we're off to our fastest retail start since 2008. And then when you think what else we have coming this year, first, we have launched so far in six states so far this year, our black label edition, and we'll be rolling that out to the rest of the country, nationwide between now and the end of the year. As I mentioned, our next generation, MKX, which will actually strengthen our position in the second largest luxury segment here in the U.S. But then there's the whole aspect of China. And it's very exciting. We launched Lincoln in China in the fall of last year, and it has exceeded our sales expectations since we launched it. In addition, we have right now about 11 dealers nationwide in China. We're going to grow that to 25 by the end of this year. And we're then going to grow that to over 60 dealers in 50 cities by the time we get to the end of next year. So we're building a lot of momentum with Lincoln. So that brings us to our next chapter in Lincoln and why we're here today. And for us, the concept that you're going to see signals the future of what we call Quiet luxury now I can sit here and explain in 10,000 words what I mean by that but instead why don't we take a look at the video and a pictures worth a thousand words quiet luxury is around elegance it's around effortless power and it's around a serenity and a calmness and a relaxing nature now when you think about a full-size luxury sedan why are we introducing a full-size luxury sedan why is that important well a couple of reasons the segment is important Globally, last year, it was about 1.8 million units. We expect that to grow to about 2 million units between now and the end of the decade. And China, interestingly, is the biggest market for full-size luxury sedans. And that grew by 17% last year. So it's a big and important segment. Plus, it's also important for the brand, particularly in the luxury segment. A full-size luxury sedan usually connotes the epitome of the brand. And for where we are on the journey right now with Lincoln, this represents our flagship. So where does that leave us? Well, as we think about where we're at with Lincoln right now, we sit we sit back and we talk about quiet luxury. But it's also about as we were designing this, as we design a vehicle in the car industry, it's a very interesting process. And I have to tell you, When we told the design team that we were going to call this Continental, it changed everything, and you're going to see that in a minute. So for us, quiet luxury is where we're heading, and importantly, as you see us going forward, we want our engineers, our product planners, our marketing folks, all focused on designing an experience for our customers. And then how does technology enable that experience? So to tell you more about that and the concept, I'd like to introduce our president of Lincoln, Kumar Galhachar. Good morning, everyone.
6: Mark talked about designing an experience. So how do you design the experience? You have to know your customers at a very visceral level. You have to understand how they use their vehicle, how they interact with their vehicles. It is this kind of in-depth understanding that informs a very unique Lincoln way of how we serve these customers. Now, we understand there's a luxury, luxury segment out there that is looking for really aggressive machines. But we also hear from a very large number of luxury customers who are looking for something very different. They're looking for elegant, beautiful, quiet luxury experiences. They're not looking for aggressive beauty. They're looking for elegant beauty. They're not looking for raw power. They're looking for smooth, effortless power. These are very successful, driven, busy people. They're looking for a vehicle that helps them every day in their daily lives. We at Lincoln are designing, creating elegant, beautiful vehicles that help our customers every day, and we do that with simple things like very creative door handles to really advance technologies that reduce driver fatigue. What if you didn't even have to pull on the door handle to unlatch the door? What if it opened with the gentlest of touches? What if the door handle actually enhanced the beauty of the car, rather than disrupting it? What if you never had to slam the door shut? It just quietly cinched itself close. What if, when you got in the vehicle, the seat was more than a place to sit on? It kept you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Had a massage feature for long drives. You know, when all of us drive, we always rest our right leg at a different angle than the left one? What if the seat cushion was so customizable that it perfectly supported each leg individually? What if you could see better at night aided by the greatest headlight technology? What if the car helped you park into tight spaces? What if it helped you park out of tight spaces? What if you never had to remember where you parked? You land after a long business trip, you don't have to wander around the parking lot wondering, where was my car? The LinkedIn app on your smartphone knows exactly where your car is. And what if you could start the car before you even left the plane, so it's nice and warm by the time you get to the car, or nice and cool if you're in hot weather? What if the sound system was so awesome that it felt like you had the best seat in the concert hall. Or with the push of a button, you felt like you were actually sitting on stage with the orchestra or the band. That's what the rebel system does for us. All of these technologies being developed for our customers. Technology not for the sake of technology, but technology to help our customers every day. (laughs) We're already deploying all these technologies in our Lincoln portfolio. This great concept has all of these technologies and more. The Lincoln final concept also wears the new face of Lincoln.
2: Okay, we're going to take a break. I hope you enjoyed that uh, presentation. It's a nice-looking car, as I mentioned. And um, we'll be right back after these messages on KFNX AM 1100. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk I'm KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Deoria. This is um, the Javits Center and the International Auto Show. And we're going to go to our last presentation by Porsche. I think you'll enjoy this one.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome here at the world of Porsche. Today is truly a very special day because we're not only sharing the north debut of the new Porsche, instead... We are celebrating for the first time here in New York the world premiere of a stunning new edition of our sports car lineup. It's only fitting that we stage this lounge here in New York, at the very first Porsche models were displayed here in 1950. So it's here in New York that the love affair between Americans. With this small and numerous sports car manufacturer from Germany began. And to this day, the United States has been the most important market for Porsche, and in particular its two door sports Council. Last year, so 64 years later, we sold a record break in 47,007 cars to be precise, an increase of over 11%. For sure, the immediate success our newly introduced Macan Y-Crossover, together with the continued appeal of our other four-door sports cars, the best-selling Cayenne and the Panamera was a huge factor for this rapid sales increase. And 2015 is no different. Our momentum is strong. We closed March up 13 year-to-date, 13% year-to-date, with 11,430 more sports cars on the road. Still, our engineers haven't forgotten how to design and build traditional sports cars that we reward the drivers with the most engaged and enjoyable driving experience. 2015 we really sets the tone of the year of the sports car with our recent launches of the new 911 GT3 RS and the Cayman GT4. And the car. We are going to unveil now with the worthy sibling of this highly emotional sportscast. But before I hand over the reins to Bernd Meyer, the member of the Executive Board of Management of Porsche AGE, may I briefly tell you of three projects Porsche Cars North America is currently undergoing to secure its position in an ever more competitive marketplace and set itself up for even further growth. First, we just moved into our brand new headquarters in Atlanta which not only features a cutting edge office building for around 400 Porsche Associates but also an experience center where clients and enthusiasts can try out our products on a driving course or watch classical car restoration and learn about our history. This is industry first. Additionally, we are currently building a second, even more extensive Porsche Experience Center in Greater Los Angeles, which will also house our Porsche Motorsports division. And finally, together with our partner here, Ryan Miller, we are building a state-of-the-art dealership around the corner from here, on 11th Avenue, which will become a benchmark for future Porsche dealerships. Porsche Manhattan will open its e- doors later this year. Finally, we are investing more than ever before to pave our road to continue success here in the United States. Enough said. Let's start. Thank you very much. Morning.
7: Still, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that the new Boston Spyder is one of the purest expressions of Porsche's core values. Porsche is known as the world's most, most successful manufacturer of exclusive sports cars. We are constantly reaffirming to making the sports cars and since we sell more sports cars in the US than in any other market, it made perfect sense that we share it here with you today. With its looks, its simplicity, its lightweight construction, and of course with its name. The new Boston spider is a direct link to some of Russia's earliest, most important and best loved racing cars. That spider name, you know, is really important to us. We don't don't use it very often. We save it for something truly special. The last time we used it was, of course, for our 918 Spyder Super Hybrid sports car, all of which have been already sold, but the first time we used it was more than 60 years ago for Porter's very first purpose-built racing car, the legendary 550 Spyder of 1953. It was innovative. It was lightweight. It was pretty. And in the hands of some of the greatest race, the great racing drivers of, of the day, it was also very fast. Fast enough to win Porsche its first major victory in sports car racing in the legendary Tough time of L'Oreal back in 1956. But those early spiders went just fast. They were agile, comfortable, and sweet to drive too. You could register a 550 Spider for road use and use it as your daily car if you lived somewhere sunny. And these qualities gave them a real advantage in long-distance racing. Our drivers could race harder for longer because they had a car that didn't fight them. It worked with them. It's comfort made racing easier, and therefore faster. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our global success is firmly based on this combination of two virtues: of always being fit for the track and fit for the road. A combination that's the hallmark of all Porsche models, whether they have two doors, four doors, or five, a front, a rear, or a mid-engine. Now, with more than 189,000 deliveries in 2014, we have achieved a new historical sales record. And looking at our first month's results, we can be consciously optimistic that 2015 will be yet another year exceeding our expectations, such as our high-end Wimester uh, audio system, the portion communication management system, the. Uh, navigation, satellite navigation, even a reversing camera. Everything is available. A customer can choose options at no cost, such as the air conditioning or a radio. The Poster Spider had none of these. Why? The audio is the sound system of the exhaust system, and the air conditioning
5: is the open roof.
7: Thank you very much.
6: Well, that's a wrap-up from the uh, International Auto Show in New York City at the Javits Center. We took a little different format this year. Uh, we listened to a lot of presentations, and we picked the three that we thought focused most on technology or something really new that we thought you'd be interested in, and I hope this was a good show. I want to thank uh, Terry Ruggiero, Vice president, uh, Dan Dioria, David Brandon, and Jose Batista for our Week in Review. Matt Kampagny is our executive producer. Taylor Redden is our producer. And without Robert Baumbach from the KFNX AM 1100 production, you wouldn't hear a word we say. So have a great week. And uh, we'll be back next week at 6 p.m. in New York on KFNX
2: AM 1100. I'm Tom Dioria. Have a great week.